Hello, everyone. Welcome back, or welcome to the Earth to Corey podcast. Today, we have my colleague, my uh, crime partner in crime, Umar. He is back, and today we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, you know how how to protect our energy. So, Umar, welcome. How's it going today? Yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm excited to be doing a second podcast. I really enjoyed the first one. Um, but yeah, in, really interesting topic for today, thinking about energy levels and positivity. So I'm excited to get stuck in. Good. So um, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I think everyone's tired all the time. And there's so much stuff in my life that I like do to protect myself against that. But like, what, what have your strategies been lately? <sighs> I think one of the things that I've had to take from this last year was understanding that there are things that we can control and things that we can't. Um, inevitably, the last year and a half for a lot of people has been very, very difficult. And just appreciating that and understanding the scenario that we're in at the moment yeah. is, I think, the first step to anything. Realizing that there are just certain things that we can't control and trying to get ourselves to mentally prepare for moving forward. I think we've all been so excited about the new news, about yeah. things opening up, but actually you haven't also realized that it's another transition and another change. So me personally, I've been out and about this last week and I've already found it difficult and I'm tired by the end of the week yeah. or just because of the socializing with people and how that makes me feel. I think for the last year and a half, we haven't had to interact and we've had yeah. so much more control over who we're seeing, who we're talking to. and now we don't have as much of that control anymore because we are out and about there's more people out so you're absorbing so much energy from others yeah and um reality is is that we need to learn and be able to find ways to protect ourselves and protect our energy levels because it is so important for our own physical and mental health no, I, I agree and, and just to touch on a few of the things you said there like i remember we had to call our form uh form uh, students families and like some of those conversations would go on so long. And I realized like during the pandemic, talking to someone that you didn't have a reason to talk to was super rare and therefore like super valuable. Uh, but now, now we're no longer in control of that. And, and even if you remember like going from teaching online to not teaching online, like no one really liked the, uh, the teaching online, but everyone was so annoyed when we we're going back into like person. Sure. Like I, I think. Um, even something you don't like is better than a change. I think a lot of people feel that. And now, now we're, of course, we're at a change. We're at a change to something we do like, but the fact that we're changing is just annoying, right? Yeah, I think we get so used to being or being stuck in a certain way. Yeah. And though what happened through COVID was difficult, we started to adjust. Yeah. As we got to the point where things became a bit more comfortable and we knew what was going on, we're then shifting back. But obviously the step back into going back into, um, you know, certain changes, things being more open, being able to get out and about a little bit more are really good positive changes. Yeah. Um, it's just learning about how to handle this. And yeah, change, change is never comfortable, even if it's like change to a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. So. Change is never comfortable because you never, you never really know what the outcome of that change yeah. is going to be. And I think as, as humans, we, we get so comfortable knowing what there is to find. You know, we yeah. know what's happening. I know what would be, if I, if there wasn't a change, I knew or I would know what would be happening next week. Exactly. And I know where I'd be, I know what I have to do. But suddenly, let's take school as an example. When we go back to everybody moving around, there are certain uncertainties again. Things like how the student's going to be 
or yeah. are they going to be okay going from classroom to classroom? Are they going to get lost? Exactly. It's going to add extra time. And, and in reality, by probably Wednesday, once, once we're back out of this bubble situation, it's, it's going to be back to normal, right? Like, yeah, it's just absolutely. That, like, small bump. And, uh, and people don't like that. Um, like, obviously, you follow my Strava. You know I'm like a metronome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, as soon as I, I get out of that, like, timing, it's, it's annoying for me, even though it shouldn't be, right? Right, yeah. We, we should say that it's easy to be able to adapt, and we would all want the skill to adapt. But it's not, it's not yeah. easy. It's not easy to change. Um, and it's really difficult to get into that position where you are consistently doing something, yeah. whether that is training in the morning, whether that is eating breakfast, lunch and dinner, like you consistently work to be able to have that um, stability in your life. So when it then changes, it's difficult. It's and you have to manage that emotionally, you have to manage your reaction to it, you have to manage other people. So um, and I think the big part of this podcast today that I wanted to kind of get stuck into is, is as teachers and educators and whether that is NHS staff, whether that is people that have a job role which requires them to change and react so regularly, what we don't realize is how much we're absorbing from everybody around us. Yeah. And so when we come to the end of the day or when we come to the end of the week and then when we come to the end of a term, we have this weight on us. And I think what I've learned over the last year especially is how to learn personally how to manage it how to handle it and how to start myself up again and I think what happens in especially in this sector and roles is that it tops up energy tops so for example if you if you're feeling negative and you don't do anything about it it tops up and it goes yeah, on yeah. to the next week and then it adds and it adds and it and, adds and that's and why it's not hard to find negativity in a school and that's why when you get to the end of the half term or the end of the term we're now in the sixth week yeah everyone is just exhausted but i don't think we're f physically exhausted more than we we're actually emotionally exhausted there's just nothing left to give yeah i agree i agree that, with that and yeah so you know i i'll give reference to a very close friend of mine pip who said something to me a year ago and he asked me how is it going in lockdown and i said i feel so calm and I said, he said, why? And I said, because I feel like for the first time in a long time, I've been able to control who I talk to, who do I talk to, who I interact with, who I, what energy I want around me, whether that is positive conversations yeah. with friends, whether that was going on house party and playing yeah, games yeah, with yeah. friends or whatever, doing Zoom calls. And he just turned around to me and said, I'm so glad that what is happening in this world at the moment has shown you that. And he goes, I just want to remind you that that, that doesn't change when COVID is over, you've always had the choice to decide who is in your life and who isn't in your life yeah. and what energy you're absorbing and what energy you're not. Because you've learned that now, but don't forget it when it's over. And, and we've had conversations about like not wanting to be in the staff room because it's just a bunch of negativity, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Like putting ourselves in places where we get to limit or avoid mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily like people are, are acting maliciously or doing things to hurt us, but it's just like being surrounded by that. Yeah, for like, sure. You're, you're the average of what uh, the five people five. you interact with the most, but like, let's not lie and, and say that everyone we interact with is not adding to that, you know? Absolutely. And I, I get that people are negative and what it ends up doing, it's a chain reaction, right? Yeah. Somebody says something, you absorb it, you feel it. You know, as a person, myself personally, I feel 
a lot of what other people feel. So if I see that someone is sad or someone is upset, I then have to try and manage that myself. So um, I have spent the last six weeks, if I'm honest, I would probably say turn around Tuesday and that the last six weeks that I've had in school have probably been the best six weeks that I've had based on the fact that my, I changed actually what my objective was. Instead of my objective being make sure I'm really perfectly planned for all my lessons and I've got fantastic lessons all the time. And so I focused on myself as a person and I focused on controlling my kind of inner calmness. And it wasn't perfect all the time. But what it did do is that it allowed me when I got to the end of the day to just realize that I've got a lot more left in the tank. And as I managed it, I felt better, you know, how I reacted to people, how I reacted to students, what I heard in the staff room, spent less time in the staff room, spent less time around people that I felt like were potentially adding a bit more negativity. And I I did a really good seminar with a close friend of mine, uh, Lauren, where we did a revision seminar and we spoke to students specifically about uh, organizing people into your life as people that are giving you energy and people that are sapping energy yeah. and how to manage it. And not every, you know, it is impossible for everyone in your life to constantly yeah. give you energy. But if you were to uh, vet the people in your life and ask yourself the question, are those people giving me energy and lifting me up? Or are those people constantly sapping energy? I think you would realize that there are a, there are a percentage of people in your life that will constantly be taking energy away from you. And if you can work out a way to either manage it or if you can have a conversation with that person yeah. to say whether that the person is regularly complaining to you, you know, whether that is a teacher at the school that just wants to come up and vent to you. It is great that they choose you as that person, but actually is that negatively impacting you as a human? And um, so for me, kind of the first thing that I always say to people when they feel like their energy levels are so low, I ask them, who are the people that are closest to you at the moment? And do you feel like you're they're giving you energy or they're taking it away. And if they are taking it away, then find a way to either spend a little bit less time with them or have a conversation with yeah. them to say, look, can we spin the conversation a little bit and talk about something that is positive? Um, so and for me, that is one of my kind of first things I always say to people is vet who is around you. That's good. And, and that wouldn't have to be hard. You wouldn't even necessarily need to tell them you're doing that. You could just be like, for sure. you know, someone comes up to you complain. It's like, oh, what are your plans this weekend? For sure. Absolutely. Like, and that is genuinely one of the great ways to do it. You you don't need to tell people that you are, you know, you're trying to give yourself energy. Yeah. That is a personal private thing. So whether you want to spin that conversation, whether you want to add a bit of positivity to that conversation, you're exactly what you said. You don't have to make it obvious that what are you doing? Keep it personal. Anything that you do privately is for yourself. Yeah. So um yeah, that's kind of my step one for me. That was my step one for this half term. Awesome. Like I would, I would think, uh, like if you were to ask me that same question, my, like my step one is get eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah. Like do not, do not wake up or do not, uh, try to play the game with like half a deck, um, by not, mm-hmm. not getting all your rest. But no, I, I like how you went more like social and, and like emotional with it. So step one, what's step two? Step two for me was to think about what I was saying. Yeah. So it's not always about other people. It is always about me. So I find myself on a regular basis, if I am struggling with positive energy and just general positivity, I ask myself the question, 
how good of a person have I been to the people around me? Yeah. Because if I'm not expelling positive energy, I'm not going to be feeling yeah, and, and no one's going to give it back to you, right? Mm. If um, you you kind of reap what you sow, so For sure. And that means, so I ask myself the questions, right? And the biggest things in my life: sports. Yeah. How have I been to the people around me that I'm playing with or playing against? Um, number two, how do I react to students in my school? If I'm reacting negatively, or if I'm constantly complaining, or if I'm telling them that they need to do something better. Mm. And number three, how I react to the general people that I socialize with. And am I essentially, I ask myself the question, am I being kind? And I notice the correlation between how I feel and what I say. And therefore, what I started to do over the six weeks essentially was to be kinder and be yeah. nicer. And every time I'm kind to someone and every time I'm nicer to someone or I'm helping someone, I feel so good about it. Yeah. And so that was for me, step two, number one, who am I around? Number two, who am, what sort of person am I to the people that are around me? Yeah. And I started to control what I say and I started to, um, react to students in a better way. I haven't, I don't think I've really had to discipline anyone in school at all as a student. Yeah. And instead of kicking off in class or having a conversation or getting annoyed or frustrated, I would have personal conversations and I would take them to the side and I'd ask them how they're feeling or what's triggered that, what's wrong, what's going on, is everything okay? And I think 99% of those conversations I had in the six weeks worked. Now, don't get me wrong, I've had moments this half term yeah. where I've there's been a buildup of something and I've been a little bit frustrated, but when I consciously made the decision to be a better person to the people around me, I have felt great and and often like if, if you like students know they're acting out and if you ask them like hey are you okay like they don't expect that mm -hmm. i i remember um i think i asked one of the cover teachers like you know next time like intentionally wrong a student and then apologize for it and see what the students face because it's so rare in this uh this school system yeah. or or maybe like don't intentionally wrong them but if you do unintentionally wrong them like, yeah they don't deserve it like apologize most kids I find will be like absolutely shocked. Yeah. They don't expect it, you know? The best relationships that I have got in school with students are probably with the students that I have apologized to. Yeah. I, at least once a half term, I will turn around to someone and be like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Yeah. This is how you made me feel, but I shouldn't have reacted that way. Yeah. And, you know, that is, <laughs> students appreciate it. I have students that were, do messing around in the corridor and instead of me taking them to the side and being like guys can we have a little conversation about this they i reacted and as i reacted all it did was cause negative impact on everyone including myself and i felt awful myself yeah i then stopped the student and i said look can i have a conversation and he did he wanted nothing to do with me and i said look actually i only want to talk to you for the fact that I shouldn't have reacted the way that I did and I apologize and I'm sorry and I hope you accept it. And he went, yeah, that's fine. And ever since that day, whenever he sees me in the corridor, he's like, hey, so what's up? Yeah. And I'm glad. And of course, it hurts the ego. You know, okay. as teachers, what we don't realize is that we're not anything better than any other person in the school, whether that is someone that is cleaning, whether that is someone that is... Um, whether that is a student, whether that is a learning support staff, it, yeah. you know, we're all equals amongst each other. And it also, on that point,
We also understand that our self-worth as a person is so important. We are no worse than anyone else. And therefore, I spend a lot of time with having conversations with people that do different roles to make them understand that you shouldn't be treated any differently based on who you are as a person. And therefore, sometimes when I do react to students or I do get annoyed about something, I have to remind myself that. And actually for us to apologize to someone is such a noble thing to do because you've kind of audited your own emotions and how you've reacted, but also been brave enough and confident enough to value the person that you've yeah. had to go at or been angry at. And that does wonders for you as a person. It really grounds you. It humbles you. And it's actually a scary but nice place to be. Yeah. You walk away with it from it with a, when you apologize to someone for something that you realize that you might not have done well, you walk away with this calmness, maybe a little bit of vulnerability. Right. But you come back from that a lot stronger. And, and especially in the school system, I feel like there's such a big uh, power struggle in the classroom. And like in a power struggle, when you want to be like on top, probably the most dangerous thing you can do is show humility, which you do via apologizing. For sure. So as, as soon as you do that, if you can do that confidently, honestly, yeah, like the, the kids are going to notice. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's my number two is about the way I am to other people. I think for me, they were my two biggest objectives yeah. for this term. But there are also things like you've said, you know, you have to, my number three and this is something that I've been learning to get better at. My number three was about being selfish, yeah. but being selfish in a positive way. Yeah. So the spin on it is to say, you know, it is okay to say no to something. And of course, people are going to be upset. Of course, if someone asks for your help and you cannot help them, you say, no, yeah. I can't do it. And that is, yes, it's selfish to you. It's selfish for yourself, but it's such a great thing to learn and it's scary because we don't want to upset people yeah. or people are going to think like we're not good enough or they're never going to come back but actually it is not there's nothing wrong with saying you can't i just can't and i it is something that i've found very difficult and but something that i've got better at over the last few years um i was regularly asked by a friend are you around and i used to always say yeah i might be but I knew deep down that I wasn't available. Yeah, yeah. And after a couple of years, he turned around to me and said, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to stop lying. And I need you to be honest with me and tell me yes or no. You don't have to give me an excuse or a reason. Just yeah. say I'm, I am or I'm not. And he said, if you just can't do something, that's absolutely fine. There'll be a reason behind it. And you don't have to, when, you know, when we answer that, I'm really sorry, I'm busy. Yeah. You don't have to come up with a lie or an excuse. That's the reason why you're busy. You're busy could be that you need to spend half a day sitting on your sofa reading. Like how uh, you, you don't even text me past like 5 p.m. anymore. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, Corey's going to bed. Like, like people, people learn that. Um, 100. And you made that. You set that out. And there's yeah. never there's never a point where it's too late to do that. Yeah. If you say you said to me, Umar, don't message me. Like I didn't don't message me after seven. I'm not going to reply that I actually get a little bit upset at myself for when I have to message you past seven o'clock because I feel like I'm step you're welcome to you for <laughs> sure but I feel like yeah. I'm stepping into the zone of area where you've decided for your own reasons that this is my time yeah and that is so important and I feel like we have to make so many excuses that we make so many excuses for just giving ourselves time 
And I read so many quotes about how it doesn't, it is nothing wrong with saying that you yeah. just want to, like, you don't need to tell anyone. If you're busy, your busy could be that you're spending half a day in bed. You just might want to go for a walk. You might want to do an audiobook. Yeah. You might just want to sit in front of the TV and just chill out. You might want to go for a run. But we don't prioritize things for ourselves over what we're doing for other people. And again, it goes back to, is it energy giving or energy sapping? Yeah. And for everything that saps energy, you, you have to have something that gives it. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't balance that out, all that's happening is that it's getting sapped. And so I regularly, and I've forced myself that whether it was an hour, a half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it was, if there was anything that I felt like could give me some form of happiness, some form of energy in the day, I would do it. Yeah. I, whether that is just for a 15 minute walk to the coffee shop, pick up a coffee and come back, whether the sun is outside and I would just go sit in the sun for five minutes by myself, I would do it. But I got asked earlier today, oh, Umay, you didn't join us for lunch. And I was like, no, honestly, it was on purpose. I yeah, said, yeah, it's not yeah. about you guys. I just needed a bit of one-to-one -one time. And she just went, all right, cool. Fair enough. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was so nice to be able to say it, but it's taken me a long time to be able to do that. And it comes with practice and it is an unbelievably good habit to get into. I know. I know. And, and like, that's, that's my whole thing. Like why I go to bed so early, it's like, um, I'm going to protect my sleep. I'm going to protect like these times for myself. And when I, I have my unprotected timer, like my time that's scheduled to be social, be out and work. It's like, I'm going to be there 110%. Yeah. Because I know I always have these like recovery times built into my life. For sure. And I think, and obviously you, it's, it's very difficult to give people too many tips on what to yeah. do. I'm kind of thinking about big wholesome things that make yeah, a yeah. difference because we all know we could sleep better, yeah. eat better, train better, all that sort of stuff. Is, but I'm talking about on the bigger picture. My last kind of part that I've always thought about is happiness. How many times do we hear the quote uh, life's too short. Yeah. But if I ask you the question, when do you think that quote comes up? I feel like whenever you're about to make a bad decision, in all honesty. Okay, that's a good one. Whenever you're about to make a bad decision, we go life's too short. And the other time where we start reflecting on life yeah. is when someone's died. Yes. Someone dies and we- So a bad situation. And we reflect yeah. or something's happened to someone, you know, God forbid something's happened to someone and we reflect and we're like, man, life's too short. It just comes and goes. Yeah. You know, like, but I genuinely for the last two years have been regularly. And I would say on nearly a daily basis, doing at least one thing a day that makes me happy. And that could be, man, that could be literally sitting in front of a TV for an yeah. hour and just watching TV because I love it. And it make, I love doing it. And man, it could be, Earlier today, I just went for a drive for 15 minutes to yeah. pick up a coffee and I had the sunroof and I had music blaring out and it was sunny and I just came back with this newfound energy. And if I asked anyone that's listening the question, when was the last time you did something that genuinely makes you happy? And I'm not talking about happiness like, you know, like alcohol or drugs. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about like genuine hits you in the heart happy like that moment where you just Man. like sit there time slows down and you're just like oh, i enjoy this you know unreal and it, we have to make those decisions to do something like that every day 
and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be flat out and be like, you can't leave that a day. Yeah. Like the one thing that I heard, I remember is that time does not wait. Right? The the sun rises every morning, it sets every evening, you, yeah. and it does not care what you've gone through in a day. Okay, and of course there are times that are difficult, but the reality is whatever we are going through as humans, whatever we are going through with people around us, the days will still carry on, the time still carries on, it doesn't get any quicker, it doesn't get any slower. Yeah. And so you ask yourself the question, you go, What can I do to what can I do to win the day? And I have a fantastic and a very, very close friend of mine. He's been my longest childhood friend, Louis. And we always talk about what have you done today to win the day? And it could be anything. And I could tell you straight up that I could have a really lazy day and be like, I'm going for a run. And, and I come back, I've won the day. Yeah, still win, right? Like, for sure. And I know you do that with exercise. Yeah. You, we spoke about it not so long ago where you said that for you, you try and be that little bit better every day. Yeah. Because that gives you that feeling of i whatever happens in the day today i exercised this morning and like perfect and, and i planned it. i plan to live to like 105 so if I'm <laughs> 0.01 better every day like sure. that adds up yeah and i i genuinely believe and i will always believe that if you can do something that you genuinely love every day it does not matter what else happens in the yeah. day man whether that is you go for a walk Whatever happens in the day, whatever happens in the day, you can get to the end of the day and you can say, well, at least I went for a walk today. Yeah. Man, whether that is a phone call with a friend, whether that is, I don't know, you want to catch up on a movie, whether you want to listen to some music, whether you have an instrument in your room, then you want to play it, whether that is reading a book, what it could be anything that you love doing, but you have to prioritize it. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. it just... It's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. And you look back and you go, what did I even do this week? Yeah. And you go, all I did was mark. All I did was this. Because we always say the fact that, you know, it's really important to do something at work that you love. And if you're one of those people that is doing something that you love, then amazing and I'm super happy for you. But not everybody's in that position where they have made that decision for yeah. them and I really hope they do. I'm doing something in my life that I love doing. Um, and therefore, it's even more important to do something small every day that you love yeah. because you will feel a million times better by the evening. And I know the days that I go out for a run or the days that I go for a walk or the days that I call a friend, I just say to myself, do you know what? I spoke to a friend today. Yeah, those are those are all things you never regret. And, sure. and they, they take a little bit more energy than like going on Instagram or Reddit. Um, mm. But like they're actually rewarding out of it. Absolutely. And I just, we... The one thing that we need to be reminded on a daily basis, on a minute by minute basis, if we could, man, if it was intravenously put into my body, yeah, was the fact that the next hour, the next half an hour, the next day is never promised. And so you ask yourself that question, you like, what I'm, what I'm doing right now, what I'm feeling right now, will it matter? Yeah. And if it doesn't matter, then question. And so, you know, there are so many bigger things that we can talk about in this topic, but they're kind of, they're my things that I focus on on a regular basis. And essentially the whole thing focuses around my inner calmness and my inner peace. And if I'm feeling something that is away from my normal and my normal now is peace and it is calmness and I feel settled now and it's not something that I've felt for a long time, but you know, it's not something, it's been something that I've worked on for two years. I then go back and I audit those things. And I say to myself, what have I missed? I haven't been out running for this for the last week. Yeah. Or I haven't spoken to a friend. 
or you know i i'm just around too many people that are negative or i've just not done something that i love and i go back to that and i go what can i change um i can promise you that if there is ever a point now where i feel like i'm absorbing too much negative energy i my world goes very small and i have to focus on rebuilding yeah and i will do that regularly but it is just something that i really hope other people are able to think about themselves as well and i hope it's a reflective podcast yeah. Because I want people to think about the fact that it is it is not selfish to be selfish. No, it's, it's not selfish to love yourself and, sure. and to set up those boundaries. Yeah, and you know if you don't if you don't give yourself that energy back, how are you? If you want to be one of those people that is continuously giving energy to people and supporting people and loving people and helping people, and if you have nothing to give, what are you giving? Yeah, you know, and all you're doing is just wasting away. So if you were if you were your mobile phone and you were a phone battery and you were a charge right now, what percentage would you be? You know, for me right now, I'm feeling at probably 60% and I feel like 60% and I've got to the end of six weeks. But yeah. a half term ago, I was at Easter, I was at like 10%. Yeah. So my six weeks for me, I look back and I go, you know what, Uma, I'm really proud. I got to six weeks and I'm still at 60%, which means that over the half term, I focus on rebuilding, I come back, yeah. and we go again. And you only need 40%, and then you're back up. And if I ask you the question, if you see your phone hitting less than 50%, what's the first thing that you think about? Like, oh, better charging. <laughs> better yeah, charging so like... my phone. And we do that to our phones, but we don't do it to ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, the more we can talk about this, the more that we can tell people. You know, I quite often walk around to people, and I'll be like, if you were a phone battery right now, what percentage would you be? And they're like, oh, 40%, you need to recharge. Get out, get out of work get right out, now. Go, go put it down, go recharge. And you know, anytime I say, you know, you and me have this conversation, we're like, hmm, I've got something to mark or I've got something to plan. And I'm like, man, Corey, look, it's four o'clock, go home. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can do it tomorrow. It's fine. You can catch up. And so every time I listen to you, I'm so happy. But, uh, <laughs> thank, thank you for being on the show again. I feel like I owe you money um, after, after this wisdom you shared. But uh, I very much appreciate it. Uh, it is. I'm really glad to be able to speak about it because it is something that means a lot to me. Yeah. I think people in general mean a lot to me. And if it, if one person, two people, 50, 100 people listen to this and they hear something that they reflect on, then it's a chain reaction. Oh, it's a net win. And anyone who's going to take these tips, they're going to be like, oh, I heard it on a podcast. And, and like, this is why I'm so happy. So I'm glad. No, I appreciate you having me as always. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Awesome. Uh, thank you to everyone who's listening. Have a, have a good one. I'll see you next week. Next week, we're going to have Aaron on the podcast. And uh, hopefully, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you send in. And the details to do that are in the description. So thank you, everyone. Don't do anything I wouldn't do or haven't done. I want to see you all here next week.